This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. Call-in radio program where you can talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number is 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Riley. Kahona. We've been talking about our number two story for the evening where uh, a couple in Georgia is using a device uh, known as a... I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's a biogas. It's uh, a biogas something. It's called the home biogas, apparently, according to the branding. And what this does is uh, it's a contraption that takes your uh, your poo when you, when you go to the toilet and siphons it into this device that then creates uh, cooking gas from the, the methane that is put off. And then the rest of it is uh, mixed with some water to make uh, fertilizer for your garden. Apparently, let's talk about how much this thing costs. Was that fifteen hundred bucks? Fifteen hundred bucks. Okay. Wow. As opposed to the eighteen thousand dollars it would have cost them to put plumbing in. Huh. Okay. So we could talk more about that, but before we do, uh, Riley, you're doing a thing here in New Hampshire. That's right. I am doing a thing on Saturday, April twentieth this year. We are going to the state house to smoke weed. <laughs> That that date is four twenty for yes, those of you that is who, who might and, already be intoxicated. And, and, and what time is it? What time is it? Four twenty. Uh, so it's going to be on four twenty at four twenty at four twenty. On four twenty. Okay. Yeah, that that should be easy to we're remember. Gonna, we're going to smoke weed and have a good time. So there are a lot of different approaches to cannabis. Some of them are spiritual. Some of them are just hey, let's just smoke weed and have a good time. Mm-hmm. My approach is a spiritual approach, but you know what? Hell. We're going to smoke weed and have a good time. That's a spiritual thing. If, if anyone wants a spiritual time, that's a spiritual time. So, so what? What exactly is the the like the point of the protest? Like, I enjoy marijuana as much as the the next guy, uh, and so I don't mind you know going hanging out with some friends. But sure. What, why are we going to the Capitol? What's the point? The point in my mind to go to the Capitol is to show these government people that we are going to continue exercising our rights to smoke a plant or use a plant how we see fit and that to me is the most important thing to do because these politicians are like oh well we gotta walk back some legislation on marijuana decrim we gotta say no no you're not doing that to us we're coming we're gonna come here and smoke our weed and you're not gonna do anything to us it would be great if we could uh find some of these uh, politicians to smoke with us <laughs> i agree Absolutely great. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So, yeah, uh, uh, Concord, New Hampshire. Yep, Concord, New Hampshire, the State House, four twenty. I mean, April you, there's a fair amount of politicians in the House, right, in New Hampshire that are liberty minded. Yes, there are. So, you would think that some of them might come out and partake. That's my hope. Yeah, 
We shall see, or or taste, or smoke, or whatever. If I can see through the haze, perhaps yeah. I will be able to identify one. Uh, anything else you want to say about that, Ryan? Uh, let's see. The only thing I want to say is that, you know, if, if you don't smoke weed, that's okay. Come anyway. Come to support. Come to have a chat. Hang out with friends. And or if you want to be a sober sitter for any first timers who are having weed, so be it. I mean, it seems given, given the trend in the country, you know, over the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years, uh, certain states now it's completely legal, right? Like Massachusetts. I know we're not necessarily fans of Massachusetts, but that's one good aspect. Yeah. Whereas in New Hampshire, it's just decriminalized. It, it depends right? on your definition of completely legal okay so in every state in the united states where it is quote unquote legal where they have Mm -hmm. recreational stores right you don't have to get a see a doctor and get a prescription right right? where where they have recreational stores Mm -hmm. um it is a fully state governed business yes so much like state-run liquor stores which we also have here in new hampshire Mm -hmm. Um, you cannot be a private entity and run your store the way you see fit. You have to conform to all sorts of rules and regulations. Uh, and also, you have to give up. I don't know what it is everywhere. I know that when they when they implemented this in Washington State, mm-hmm. it was 30% tax at every level. Yep. So 30% at the growing level, 30% at the distributor level, and 30% at the retail level. Yep. That's a lot of taxes on just a plant, you know, just the plant that I can grow in my yard. Yeah, yeah, and also you're paying all of this money to an entity that did nothing to help you establish your business. No. They did nothing. They put no money into it. They put no labor into it. They put no effort into marketing, distributing, growing, none of that, right? But they claim they get 30% for for nothing. Well, I think the high taxes are meant to... to disincentivize poor people from doing drugs, but it doesn't work. It always backfires. No, that's the excuse they give, but it's really just a money grab because uh, whenever states or governments raise taxes, people find ways around it. And so they never meet their projected revenues and if they do, it doesn't last very long because people are like, oh, okay, well, loophole this and like, you know, lawyer that and, you know, this kind of a thing. And so they, they always fall short of their projected. Same thing happens with uh, the state-run, like, lotteries and that kind of thing, right? Uh, they're, taking, they're taking money and they're like, oh, yeah, this money is going to go to the school. It never does, you know. And if it does, uh, a whole bunch of it is taken off the top that goes to the politicians and their friends first yep. before it pensions. actually makes it. Yeah, before it actually makes it to the schools. So in my mind legalization of marijuana has not happened in the United States. Uh, you know, and yes, I'm being nitpicky here. No, I understand. Right? Because if legalization were to occur, then they would just abolish all of the laws yep. regarding marijuana and allow people to grow it, smoke it, use it, sell it, however the hell they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is not the case. You can only do those things within the very narrow defines that government says you can. Yep. So, yeah, I like in one sense, since New Hampshire has decriminalized marijuana, which means it's their lowest priority. They're not going to pull you over. They're not going to ticket you unless, you know, you're kind of an a-hole to them. Maybe they'll ticket you, but they're they're not going to prosecute this stuff. You could you could safely walk down the street smoking a J and cops aren't going to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, In some sense, that is more legalization 
than what like Massachusetts did, than what Washington State and Colorado did, mm. uh, because they're they're not collecting any revenue off of it. They're just saying, hey, we're not going to process this stuff for you users, you casual, if you're spiritual or recreational. Yep. Like you know, we're just going to kind of look the other way. Mm. It's still illegal at the federal level, so if the feds want to do something sure. about it, they can. But yep. that's probably not going to happen either in this day and age. Yep. Yeah. Um, so so in one way, and the other thing is. Uh, the just the decriminalization of it uh, has not put the we'll call him the street dealer out of business, right? Nor has the legalization in like Washington State, for example, because because of the taxes being so right. much, yes, right. The street dealer still has an advantage yeah, in the, that he can undercut. Yeah, big price difference, right? Right. Uh, so yeah, there's all sorts of things wrong with it. I would love to see a day when uh, I could walk into a coffee shop. Right. The whole like the whole selling point when Seattle and Colorado or Washington State and Colorado were were doing their legalization effort, they sold it as in like, hey, have you ever been to Amsterdam and you know how you go to the coffee yeah. shop and you can get your weed, you can smoke your a joint, yeah. get your coffee and you we go to the back room here. or outside. Well, and like that, that doesn't happen in any state where it's been legalized. I they, would love to see that kind yeah, of world. Yeah. There, there were no coffee shops that also now sell marijuana. That doesn't happen. Mm. You cannot do that. You can only sell marijuana in a marijuana shop. The dispensary, yeah. right? The dispensary, yeah. right? That is highly regulated yeah. by your state government. Now, that being said, I think there should exist coffee shops where people who don't want to smell the marijuana smoke or cigarette smoke or whatever kind of smoke, they should go have their coffee in a smokeless place. And that should exist, too. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and competition and, in the market. And, and, yeah, Absolutely. presumably the market, it would it would kind of shake itself out because you'd have some places that are like that and cater to that crowd, I'll say. And then you have others that cater to a different crowd and they can both, both can exist and both can be profitable. What I will say that I'm against is New Hampshire doing something similar to what all the other states have done, yeah, which and, is just cookie cutter implement uh, another government entity, mm. right? Because we already have state run liquor stores, yeah, and like I already can't order some of my favorite it, stuff. It, yeah, and I, I have to admit, I mean, it is it does feel very strange in in New Hampshire, which is live free or die, yeah, to have a liquor to, to have a, a state run <laughs> liquor store, right, yeah. and like you said. The, the the restaurants can't just source it themselves. They have to go through that that entity. That yep. makes that makes no sense, particularly in a state that purports to be free and, yeah, and, and is free in a lot of ways. The government has no business monopolizing well a business. So yeah. I'm curious, yeah. Captain, what can't you order here in New Hampshire? Uh, from the liquor stores, there's uh, one of my favorite uh, brands of whiskey. Uh, it's called Red Breast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They make uh, a 12 year. A 15 year and a 21 year. I can't get the 21 year. Really? Yeah. I can get the 12 and the 15. The 15, it used to be the 12 was 65, 70 bucks uh-huh. for a bottle. The the 15 was, you know, uh, 80 to 90, right? Now it's it's the other way around. The twelve year, not the other way. Around. It's it's worse because inflation, right? Right. So now the twelve year is you know eighty bucks. The fifteen is over a hundred now. It's like yeah. hundred and fourteen, hundred and fifteen bucks. Last time I looked, and then the twenty one year. Like I asked, I asked a McManager at the the local liquor store, yeah. and I'm like, hey, do you guys do special orders? Well, yeah, sometimes. What are you looking for? And I'm like, I'm looking for Red Breast twenty one year. And they're like, hang on, they looked it up in the computer. Not there. I'm like, eh, okay. So th- does that mean they're not producing anymore or they just can't get it? I 
I think it's a result of how they source the liquor from the distributors. Okay. Uh, and so because it's state run, you know, they're very cookie cutter, you know, pushed into a box. Mm-hmm. You can only get these things and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told to, uh, try uh, to motor over to Vermont to a non-state liquor store over there and try to order it there. I did try at yet another liquor store in a different town. Same kind of thing. I asked the manager, I'm like, Hey, same, same result. They weren't able to find it or get it. So, um, and it's not like. You know, I'm not drinking that stuff every day. 21 years. Uh, like, no. I mean, that's, that's probably... That's a special occasion. Yeah. That's, yeah. Where that's, you're probably a, mean that's probably like a $300 bottle or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's expensive. But yeah, that's like, you know, I, I, I wanted to get one for my 50th birthday and I couldn't. Right? That's kind of where this came from, right? Yep. I'm 51 wow. now, so that's gone, right? Yep. Uh, so, but that was going to be the special occasion that I wanted to source this for. Uh, but, you know, there's other special occasions in life. And sure. so, but just the fact that, yeah, you're right, Kahuna, here I am in the live free or die state, and we still have, like, state-run liquor stores, and I'm, I'm just afraid, one of the reasons that, that, that I will go to your 420 protest is because I'm afraid that the state is going to do what all these other states did. Instead of being unique and saying, okay, it's legal, yep. you know, uh, like, the state's going to put some kind of tax on it, right? I, I don't want them to, but... And if they don't, woohoo, win for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Right? I, that's my concern, too, is they're going to treat it like a, a drug, like taba- like nicotine or cigarettes or whatever. So we've got to tax the hell out of this. Right. we got to tax this because it's it's a drug. We don't want the kids getting access to it. So we got to tax it. we got to put it in special stores. It's just a stupid thing. Yeah. Your teenagers are getting mm-hmm. access to this plant no matter what you mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. They're going to get it. People can access this in prison. So what makes you think that you can arbitrarily tax something and regulate it through a criminal gang and people aren't going to access this? You have to be pretty ignorant of reality to believe that. (laughs) Amen, brother. And they are. (laughs) I know. Yeah, they are. So, like, it's probably going to happen, like, in the way that I don't want it to happen. Mm. But I, I will go to the protest just to protest you know, the state monopolizing it, right? I don't want that to happen. I want it to happen in a free market environment, right? New Hampshire uh, currently really only has a couple of taxes. They got a property tax when you buy land or a house or whatever. Uh, and they do have, I think it's a meals tax, yep. right? When you order certain kinds of food or subject and, to tax. And I found, I found out recently there's also an excise tax on vehicles. Oh, yeah, which I did not yeah. know until very recently yeah. when I got my uh, registration. Right. Renewal. Yeah, I found that out when I bought a car yeah. too. Like I, I think I paid four grand for my used and, car, and then oh no, I, it's more than that. I mean, it's <laughs> you got to buy it's, the, it's everything qu- else. However, it is quite low compared. To, I used to live in Connecticut back in the day, and and they uh, they had a very high tax. So I guess it's relative. I still don't like it, um, but it is way less than. What I paid elsewhere. Yeah, um, like <laughs> license plates and VIN numbers, they're redundant. Mm-hmm. Right? There's nothing yep. a VIN number does that a license plate can't do. There's nothing a license plate does that a VIN number can't mm-hmm. do. Uh, oh, but it's not easily <laughs> visible from. Well, why is that, that's a good thing? Why is that yeah, necessary? That's a good thing. You know, <laughs> that's a feature. Well, the pigs got to identify the. <laughs> The farmer. I, I'm, oh, wait. That's the other way around. They're all the same. <laughs> Read Animal Farm. Spoiler alert. They're all the same. Spoiler alert. All right. Uh, I want to circle back to this article from our number two story. 
is uh, almost near the end. Uh, ex-pro wrestler Goldilocks, age 44, wowed the world after revealing that she uses her own poop to grow food to keep her monthly grocery bill down to a digestible $84 a month. Wow, amid, pretty low. Amid economic instability. Yeah, I like, man, I might spend that a, a week, and I'm just me. Oh, easily. Easily, yeah, yeah easily. Yeah. I mean, just on, not not including going out to eat and that kind of a thing, right? Just on, like, buying groceries, putting them in my fridge. Yeah. Right? Uh, that that might be, you know, if I'm being frugal, you know, that might be a per week number for me. Uh, the true cheapskate looks for the opportunity to cut costs every chance in every place they can. Locke said during a guest appearance on TLC's Extreme Cheapskates. There's a show yeah, called a show. Extreme Cheapskates. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You can't quite get this compost from a hardware store. I make it from my poop, he says. Kelly Wheeler, a penny pincher from the UK, uses bowel movements from miniature horses to heat the stove at her job. I love to reuse and recycle. We stay warm in the office for free, and we can boil the kettle and cook on top. It's amazing, she said. And while John agrees that the stool food is cool, the thought of chowing down on recycled dung has left a bad taste in the detractors' mouths. <laughs> it's the aftertaste I'm concerned with, especially after a long night at Taco Bell, teased a doomsayer. Oh, wow. Here, here. Yeah. Is this health department approved? Questioned a sickened cyber critic. Of course. Yes, let's let's appeal to authority. Instead of going and finding out what this equipment is and how it works, and maybe even seeing it in person, you know, let's just let's just go right to the appeal to authority. <laughs> is this health department approved? Yeah, no, people owe their authority for some reason. Anyway, John seems to be unbothered by the mudslinging. When the ass hits the fan, he said. <laughs> We can be self-reliant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. Uh, and thus concludes the number two story. Go ahead. I mean, it's, hey, it, it does sound relatively cost-effective or cost-efficient, and that's awesome. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, I, I can't wrap my mind around it, and uh, I think I'll pass. I mean, I know of... Um, it, it, we'll call them cowboy tricks, yeah, right? like yeah. things that you know uh, the old uh, the old cowboys or the uh, the wild west people. Yeah, right? they they would collect their horse's dung and mm-hmm. toss it in the fire. Okay, uh, you know after it dried for some period. Of course, of time. And yeah. The wagon so, yeah, trains, yeah, right. And wagon trains crossing the United States used buffalo chips for fire. Right, yep. Yep. right. They retain yep. heat tremendously. You can yep. throw them in a leather satchel and you know put them under your blanket and keep you warm overnight on the cold nights and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's not like this is unprecedented, mm-hmm. right? The human beings have used all sorts of things sure. f- to their benefit over the course of time. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, the, the old native Indians with the, the buffalo. Use every part. Yep. Right? Use every, if you're going to take a life, use every part of it to your advantage. Make something with it. Give it away. Right? Turn it into something. Right? Like, give, uh, give the life you took life after it's death. Yes, I, yeah. instead of just throwing it all away. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I, yeah, and I, I'm all for that. I mean, I think you got to commit to that lifestyle. I think um, my guess is I'll say for most people, this is probably not going to be part of the regiment. But no, yeah, no. I mean, yeah. it's not part of mine already. Yeah. But at the same time, something like this, I might look at uh, as a I, prep. Well, prep. Yeah, a prep. Absolutely. 
I mean, if Absolutely. you just bought one of these and stuck sure. it in your basement and, you know, uh, I don't know, left it hermetically sealed and never opened it, assuming it's in good, you probably want to use it once to make sure it works and then clean it and restore oh, yeah. it. But like, yeah. but like, even if you didn't, right? And you had that when, yeah. as they say, an S hits yeah. the F. Uh, yeah, absolutely. S hits the fan. There we go. <laughs> uh, situation, you know, you might be, you might be in a unique position. Right yes. now, yeah. you have something that not only can you manufacture, but you can trade. Yeah, and yeah. and people want something valuable, especially when S hits the fan. They <laughs> they gotta have something valuable to trade. And with, yeah, at least need trade, a towel to wipe yourself off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Way too much fun. Oh, yes. Well, we like to do that here on Sundays. I agree. I think we gotta lighten the mood. You know. The world is a serious place at times, and sometimes you just need to laugh while Western civilization collapses. <laughs> um, so, I have this this follow up story. Some time ago, we did a story on a private uh, vault company mm-hmm. in California, and the FBI. Uh, This wasn't, I mean, it was kind of like a safety deposit box situation, kind of like a bank situation, but this was not a bank. It was a private entity vault service, right? Designed for people who didn't want to use banks, right? And that should be, it's competition, right? It's a market need, Mm -hmm. right? And of course, it it appears people used it. Uh, So the FBI was able to obtain a warrant for, I think it was three different Parts of the vault, three different customers, if you will. And the warrant specifically said, uh, we're only going to confiscate stuff from these three specific people or these three entities, whatever, these you know, entities that are under criminal investigation, yeah. nobody else. Yeah. Well, that's not what happened. Yeah. They, in fact, confiscated everything. Everything, right? In the yeah. vault. Yeah. And so, like, non uh, people who were not being criminally investigated lost thousands, hundreds of thousands, jewels, gold, money, right, valuables that, you know, that are irreplaceable. Uh, and so this is the follow-up story. Uh, the FBI's lawless raid, this is from FEE.org, by the way. The FBI's lawless raid on U.S. private vaults shows why the founders created the Fourth Amendment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the Bureau violated the constitutional rights of safe deposit box holders whose property was seized without probable cause, something the warrant explicitly prohibited. Wow. So how were they even able to do this, much less uh, have us wait, uh, you know, some period of time, several years, I think it was ago when this happened, uh, for them to finally get around to somebody going, hey, wait a minute. 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Your calls and thoughts are welcome. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Say news update. As she continues trailing badly in the polls ahead of the Republican primary in South Carolina, Nikki Haley continues pressing her case against frontrunner Donald Trump. She claims he's compromised Republican leadership. And I think we saw that he spent $50 million of campaign contributions on his own personal court cases. Now he's taking over the RNC. Haley's also pressing hard on the case against Trump's electability in November, saying he'll be in court more than he can be on the campaign trail, which Trump has said himself. Outside the Manhattan courthouse, where he was ordered to pay more than $350 million in his New York fraud case, Trump echoed earlier claims, saying the legal battle that he is facing is a coordinated attempt to interfere with his presidential campaign. Well, you see it in third world countries, banana republics, but you don't see it here. This weekend, Trump drew a crowd of about 2,000 supporters Saturday at a rally in Michigan. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com. Or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and health care collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a health care business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. We still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live.
It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Are you tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? I am. You can live your life on Dash with BitRefill.com, where you can buy gift cards from big retailers, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Thanks to the Dash Dow for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. You can learn more at Dash.org. That's Dash.org. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Riley. Kahuna. Uh, We started to talk about uh, this follow-up story on the FBI's lawless raid on a uh, at least one. This says private vault, so perhaps there's more than one involved. Uh, and we'll get back into that. But first, let's go to the phones. We have Gigi calling. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. You guys cracked me up. Oh, I'm I so was glad. listening attentively to your discussion about the fall of Western civilization. <laughs> and here I am, a former history professor. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and it's very interesting when you were discussing the importance and the significance culturally, historically, and in terms of utilizing materials properly, how many other cultures are so focused upon the significance of you kill something, you use everything possible for whatever means. When I was in graduate school, I had various opportunities as a Ph.D. candidate in anthropology Mm -hmm. in Turkey, Egypt, and what used to be called Yugoslavia. And in the different cultural communities, I was observing and participating with and in, I experienced donkey feces, horse feces Uh. (laughs) for not only heating a fire outside to stay warm, but inside a house as well to cook food and bake bread. Very interesting for me growing up as the princess that I still am. (laughs) (laughs) And I admit it wholeheartedly, but it was an amazing opportunity for me as a woman from the West, Mm -hmm. slipping on the radiator in my apartment to stay warm, or the heat on the electric, or cooking my food in the oven, electric or natural gas. Mm -hmm. And boy, did I learn things from what I experienced. And then two weeks later in Egypt, I was not hit by Montezuma's revenge, but Mohammed's revenge. I had amoebic dysentery. And my poor Jewish mother back in the United States was ready to launch a missile like Israel on Gaza. Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) You got that right. Oh, man. Don't anger the Jewish mother. If I had it all over to do again, what I experienced academically and personally 
in Turkey, in Egypt, in Yugoslavia. I would do it all over again. It was the most exciting, interesting, talk about academic, eye-opening experience. Nothing theoretical. Everything was right there for me to see, learn, and hands-on. And I ate it, and it kept me warm, and I smelled the feces of the donkeys and the horses. But you know what? I'm here today. Kept you alive, right? <laughs> yeah. It sure as hell did. Yeah. And and like I said, none of this is really, you know, groundbreaking, right? Human beings have been doing this kind of thing you know, for thousands of years. It's just that Well, don't people make compost? Yeah. They do. There Those you go. They should know how Fair to enough. Do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I have one last question, please. Sure. The late, uh, I often call in on a Wednesday evening. There's a lovely woman named Bonnie who's one of the hosts. Is that Ian's wife? Yes. 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 I knew it. I knew it. She <laughs> I, is always so we polite. Were, we were trying so hard to keep it a secret. From her. The, Open-minded. The cat is out of the bag. I was wondering, is that the Bonnie that he refers to in his letters? Yeah, she, absolutely. I like that woman. Good. Like the way Let I feel her know. about Nikki. Yeah, she's a firecracker. Yeah. They are both wonderful. The women on the show are definitely firecrackers. Appreciative and sure. kind to me when I call. Yeah. I didn't realize that's the same Bonnie. Yep. Now you know. Now you can call in and tell her. Yep. Hell yeah, I will. I got a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a vocabulary. <laughs> I try to be polite. Like that pretzel commercial, pretzels.com, to every gentleman out there listening, or to every lady with a gentleman. Do you like it hard or soft? I love that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Gigi, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you. Have a good you. evening and be well. All right, bye now. <laughs> I love her call. She is such a brilliant woman. Speaking of firecrackers, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gigi is definitely a firecracker. Um, but yeah, like this type of a thing, you know, isn't new to mankind. It it might be new to anyone, I don't know, uh, under 35. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. I don't know like what what kids are going through in the digital age, right? Because I'm I'm old, right? Like we didn't have the digital age when I was growing up, so I had to do things like hunting and camping and fishing, and I did ice fishing. I went up to Grandpa's, and uh, he had a cabin in the North Woods. No plumbing at all, right? Had an outhouse, right? So he heated his stove with a old cast iron wood stove and all that kind of stuff. So I yeah. got to experience that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just a symptom of t- I'll say today's society. Just- very disposable society. Um, a lot of things you don't, don't even repair anymore because you can't get the parts, or it's actually less expensive yeah. to buy a new one than repair it if you can even find somebody to repair it. Yeah. Um, so it all sort of goes in that same uh, category, in my opinion. And so you, you you have a, I'd say a relatively small percentage of the population, unfortunately, that thinks that way these days. The good news is is that uh, the digital age has made. Uh, people helping other people far easier as far as spreading knowledge. Uh, just the advent of something like, uh, uh, I, I don't, I'm going to say their name, I don't really want to, but YouTube, mm-hmm. right? Before Google bought them, YouTube was instrumental in spreading knowledge. And I'm going to even call it tribal knowledge to so many people. Like, simple stuff. Like, there was a guy who put together a, a website, or a website, well, he didn't have a website, but a, a YouTube channel uh, called something like, uh, stuff your dad never taught you. Now, he himself never had a dad, 
and had to learn all the stuff that like most boys would depend on their dad to teach them, like how to change a tire or check the oil in your car and these kinds of things. And he put together a whole channel uh, full of this kind of stuff. And like he's not the only one. This is just one of hundreds of thousands of these YouTube channels teaching you how to do stuff. Um, I even like I had my, my car wouldn't start one day. Mm-hmm. I'm like charge the battery, check. Right, uh, you know, to tap on the uh, starter, check. Okay, no, I got juice. Right, I got lights, I got yeah. fan, I got all that stuff. You know what's going on? I jump on on the internet and I look up my make and model of the car. Mm-hmm. Turns out there's just a little, uh, it's like a four dollar relay uh, mm-hmm. inside of a, a little box under underneath the hood, and it turns out. That I don't even have to go to the store and buy one because there's another one in there. An extra one that, that is like for the uh, I think the rear window defroster mm-hmm. or something like that. And I'm like, well, I don't need that today. Yeah, right. So Switch I swapped out. them out, and boom, my car started right up. And nice. I'm like, thank you, internet. Nice. That's actually really cool. They can just figure that out using yep. the internet. I mean, that's yeah. a wonderful tool. Yeah. So like the internet has done some amazing things for the keeping and passing of this knowledge uh, in the same way books did for mankind for yeah hundreds of thousands of years. So at any rate, mm. uh, let's circle back to this uh, article from FIA, this follow-up article. Uh, the FBI's lawless raid on U.S. private vaults shows why the founders created the Fourth Amendment. The U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the Bureau violated the constitutional rights of safe deposit box holders whose property was seized without probable cause, something the warrant explicitly prohibited. A squad of FBI and Drug Enforcement Administration agents in March of 2021 raided the Beverly Hills location of a company, U.S. Private Vaults, suspected of criminal activity. Yeah, okay. Well, dear FBI, raid yourself. Yeah, the, the, the FBI are the real criminals here. Raid yourself. In fact, raid every government department. Because raid them all. They've been stealing from us they'll, for years. They'll find plenty of corruption, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, do you think the, raid, and, and, do you think the FBI will be raided like this house was? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. No. They won't bring the Bearcats in and <laughs> yeah. steal money. I mean, rip windows out. You know, they yeah. might hold like a simulation for their agents, like a training simulation. Yeah. They'll spend way more money than they need to building, like, a tiny house for them to, like, raid and throw their hand grenades yep. in or whatever, yep. right? And waste all that money on that uh, instead of uh, doing the right thing and abolishing themselves. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, <laughs> over several days, agents wearing masks photographed evidence, seized jewels, gold bullion, coins, and confiscated some contraband, mostly drugs, from 1,400 safe deposit boxes rented by an array of people, including a retired doctor, a saxophone player, a retired floor contractor, and at least two attorneys. Okay, mind you, Beverly Hills, mm. you know, there's money in them hills, yep. as they say. Yep. And so uh, it stands to reason that a place like that would have a private uh, safety deposit box vaulting company uh, instead of you know trusting your wares to uh, a regular bank. The grand total seized by the FBI. <laughs> this is sick. $86 million in cold cash. Uh, Rolex and Cartier watches. Uh, some number of rare coins. And more silver and gold than even Yukon Cornelius could imagine. Wow. Who's Yukon Cornelius? I have no what? idea. Wasn't he the guy? Wasn't he in that cart? one of those Christmas cartoons? The guy like the... He he, the guy in you know, a mine gold. Is he, he was, like he the dressed, Scrooge he was, he was, he was, guy? He was dressed up like a lumberjack. Is he okay? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> Let's see if we can find him. 
oh yeah, he's the guy in like the uh, the snow. No, Rudolph the Red Nosed yeah. Reindeer. Yeah, yeah that's with what the, I said. The red hat and beard. I, I couldn't remember which uh, which one it was, but yeah, I mean, if you, geez, who hasn't seen those? But uh, as a kid, but yeah, very distinctive. Well, uh, so anyway, uh, the FBI uh, basically hauled it all. Uh, U.S. Private Vaults, which was headquartered in Nevada, pleaded guilty to charges of money laundering and conspiracy the following year. No one went to prison, and the company is no longer in business. But it turns out U.S. Private Vaults wasn't the only party that broke the law. Well, and pleading guilty to something doesn't necessarily mean you broke the law either. Mm -hmm. It just means that you were afraid of what they were going to do to you if you didn't plead guilty. Right. Uh, last month, the U.S. Ninth Circuit Courts of Appeals uh, ruled that the Bureau violated the constitutional rights of safe deposit holders whose property was seized without probable cause, something the warrant explicitly prohibited. So, uh, for those of you not playing the home game, uh, the FBI got a warrant. The warrant said, hey, we're only going after the stuff of this select list of people or entities. How long ago was that again? I, I mean, it 2021. Like, yeah. So, so it took three years from them to figure out that that that's that's not right. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, we we need to look into this. Yeah, three years later, <laughs> you you haven't had your money or your gold or your watches or your silver in mm-hmm. all this time. Uh, you know, you didn't really miss it, right? Time's yeah, gone. I mean, hey, we we, we, kept, we can't we, give it back to you now. It's ours. Ha ha. <laughs> so the the warrant said, you know, we're only going to seize things from these specific entities, and instead they seized things from well everybody. To understand just how far the FBI overstepped its authority, it's worth examining the case of Don Millian, a retired civil servant from California. Millian was one of hundreds of people who had a safe deposit box at U.S. private vaults where he kept hundreds of thousands of dollars of coins for safekeeping. When the FBI raided U.S. private vaults, it didn't just search Millian's safe deposit box. It seized his coins, something the FBI had explicitly said it would not do when it requested a warrant to raid U.S. private vaults. Hey, because when the FBI speaks, they always say the truth. They never lie. <laughs> I detect a hint of yeah. sarcasm. <laughs> I'm definitely detecting sarcasm. Beep, 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 beep. Sarcasm detector. Sarcasm detector. Numerous other plaintiffs, such as Malign, had their property taken simply because they were unlucky enough to have entrusted it to a company that may have been involved in some degree of criminal activity. That the FBI had the chutzpah to ignore the judge's warrant, which explicitly did not authorize a criminal search or seizure of box contents, did not sit well with the court. Well, oh, three years later, didn't sit well with the court. Three years later, you think it sat well with the victims? He made an upset tummy. I didn't feel very good. Bastards. I know, absolute <laughs> bastards, Captain. These bastards continue to rule us, and we can't say words that we really want to say on the radio. Yeah, too bad there's no beer talk live tonight. <laughs> judges called the seizure the seizures. Wow. The seizure. <laughs> judges what? called the seizures egregious and outrageous during oral arguments, comparing them to the Revolutionary War practices of the British who would search and seize property of colonials without probable cause. Yeah, that sounds exactly like that. Well, the American Empire has become the British Empire they broke away from. In fact, even worse. Does that mean that the, the, the free state people in New Hampshire are like the new, uh, you know, I- immigrants? Oh, yeah. The 
the new colonists. The new colonists. I wouldn't call us yeah. colonists per se, but right, we are yeah, definitely the people like, who are breaking away and saying, "Wait a minute!" But like, yeah, this we're is the insane. We want more liberty. We're the ragtag group of you know people who are like sort of against the empire. Yeah. Right. Uh, being like, no empire, you bad. Right. But everyone's like, no, don't we? We just want empire. We want it this way. More empire. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's that's what it sounds like every time somebody clamors for like, you know, is it legal? Is this yeah. did, you, did the government give you permission? It's like, you, these aren't things that should come out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Just as a person, just as a, right. a, a being who owns themselves, you should never think about things in terms of what you're allowed to do. Mm-hmm. It just you should be allowed to do whatever you want as long as you ain't hurt, harming anybody else. You're the master. You're the master of yourself. Own yourself. Absolutely. Be the captain of yourself, I like to say. So, at any rate, the article continues. It was these very abuses of power, the Ninth Circuit Court noted, that led to the adoption of the Fourth Amendment in the first place. No ass, Sherlock. Thank you for pointing out the obvious. Captain Obvious. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. The Fourth Amendment protects the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. Oh, does it? It looks how, like how well looks is like it didn't work. Working. No, it's not working at all. Your constitution's worthless. And it's something for which the FBI agents had little regard. Yes, we we here at Free Talk Live have have some experience with oh, the absolutely. They have no regard for anybody but the power of the institution. Well, this themselves. house is absolutely raided by the feds. Windows are broken. Do we need to emphasize this more? Windows were broken. Uh, door jams were broken. They yep. they, they rammed a, a battering ram attached to a tank into the front door. So. Hey, you got you got to justify all that money that you that you invested by stealing from everybody else. Indeed, depositions from FBI agents suggest that forfeiting the property of safe deposit box holders, some would call it stealing, <laughs> was the FBI's plan from the very beginning. Some would say. Some, well, not the FBI, right? Maybe everybody except the FBI. Uh, it is stealing. Uh, if they got a warrant only for a very specific list of of boxes, and they went ahead and raided everyone's safe deposit box, that is stealing. That's absolutely stealing. Absolutely. Dear Mr. Judge and court, uh, it is stealing. Not some would call it. Nobody forfeited anything. It was stolen. Excerpts of those depositions, uh, which can be read at the Los Angeles Times and Reason, make it clear that the FBI had been planning a massive asset forfeiture operation months prior to filing its affidavit with U.S. Magistrate Judge Steve Kim. Never trust a man with two first names. (laughs) But why do you trust me, Captain? Uh, something there's there's a there's something about the blind leading me or something. There's a joke in there somewhere. It's just not forthcoming. It's just not forthcoming. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, you're not blind, so it's not the blind leading the blind. Right. Yeah. But you know, there's I'll I'll figure that out at another time. But there's right, yeah. there's a joke that I'm not quite getting to in there. Uh, maybe that's what I need you for. I need you for moral support when my jokes fail. All right. That's why I trust All you. Right. All right. You've been there for me before. Oh. You'll, you'll be there for me again, I assume. Yes, I will. Uh, they also reveal that the FBI had been planning all along to seize the contents of all safe deposit boxes 
So long as they contained at least $5,000, the minimum established by the Justice Department's asset forfeiture policy manual. So what are the odds? What are the odds? Uh, you're the FBI now, and you're targeting this private Beverly Hills vault company. Where people, What are the odds that any of these vaults have less than $5,000 worth of stuff in them? Well, yeah, I, pretty low, but that so that begs the question. I mean, the logistics, right? How do you know what's in there? How, how would you know what, what what's in there, and how well, would you know if it's more or less than that? Well, you're the FBI, right? You get to know things that other people don't get to know. Yeah, right. You get to subpoena records. You get like they got a warrant, so they could have you know gotten any information that they wanted to. Right. Uh, from you know the owners, the operators, the managers, the mm. customers themselves. Yeah. Right. Um, if if I know the FBI, right? Because uh, what was it? Eight eight years uh, mm. they investigated the Crypto Six. Mm-hmm. Like think about. How many millions of dollars that cost? I know. Just a lot of money. Just to to stake out a radio show? I mean, come on, man. No, it's an investment. Well, okay. It's an investment for the safety of the public, Captain. Don't you understand? The public has to be kept safe from people like Ian Freeman, the scammer. Wow. Yeah. That sarcasm alarm's going off again. (laughs) Uh, The FBI, uh, you know, likely had intel far ahead of this raid where they knew that there was... There was no boxes, and there was less than five grand. Sure. Right. Uh, it's just my guess. Yeah. Uh, they had been planning all along uh, to seize the contents of all safe deposit boxes as long as it met the $5,000 limit or uh, threshold. It's not limit, threshold. $5,000 or more mm-hmm. in order to qualify for asset forfeiture, which is a fancy government yeah. way of saying theft. Theft, yeah, stealing. Oh, we're not stealing your property. We're, we're just forfeiting your property. You are forfeiting your assets to us. Congratulations. You just forfeited your property to us. Yeah. Aren't you just special? <laughs> hey, is that your wallet there? Oh, I think you just forfeited that $20 <laughs> uh, in assets to me. Thank you. I appreciate the forfeiture. It, it sounds so benign. <laughs> it does. It well, that's makes, what government does. They, it, they make it things. sound so benign and so friendly. <laughs> it's a dumbing down of the language. Why don't you just yes. call what it is? Theft. Yes. Absolute theft, government. Asset forfeiture is government's word salad in the same way kinetic military action is government's word salad for dropping bombs on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Psychopaths yeah. love their word salad, that's yeah. for sure. Testimony makes it clear the FBI was not particularly concerned whether these people were actually criminals or that the agent who submitted the affidavit had assured Kim that the property rights of customers would be respected. Yeah, what was that about the Fourth Amendment protecting something again? Uh, it seems to be not working. Something's yeah. broken. Nah. Fourth Amendment's broken. Didn't protect anybody from anything. Yeah, it's just a piece of paper. Well, that's a fact. <laughs> just words on a piece of paper. And that's why like Sanders Fudian said, whether it be one thing or another, this Constitution is, is, has no right to, is unfit to exist. Yep. So. We only know all of this because a judge denied a request from the U.S. Attorney's Office, surprise, surprise, to block disclosures of those depositions, laying bare the government's deception, in the words of the Los Angeles Times reporter Michael Finnegan. Did he grow whiskers on his chin again? <laughs> Did the wind come up and blow them in again? <laughs> Poor old Michael Finnegan. <laughs> I'm serious, that's his name. They like I... <laughs> To call the FBI's actions deceptive is a severe understatement. Yes. 
Finnegan's reporting shows FBI agents and U.S. attorneys behaving in almost mafia-like fashion. Almost, Mr. Author? Almost. almost. It's a mafia. Mafia, mafia. It's the government mafia. The parasitic mafia is ruining people's lives once more. 603-283-6160. Do you think these people are getting their money back? Give us a call. Let us know. It's Free Talk Live, hour number three, still to come. Stay tuned. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 